The air is the only place free from prejudice. This was Bessie Coleman, and this is the good, the bad, and the pure evil. Elizabeth or Bessie Coleman was born January 26, 1892, in Atlanta. She was the tenth of 13 children, and the family was a mix of African American and Cherokee. At two, the family moved to Waxahachie and she lived as sharecroppers. At six, she went to school, which had her segregated. For Bessie to go to school, she had to walk four miles each and every day. She loved to read and was really good at maths. In 1901, her dad left. He went to Oklahoma for better opportunities. At 12, Bessie got a scholarship at the Missionary Baptist Church School. At 18, she enrolled in college but her money only lasted a term, so she went back home. In 1915, she moved to Chicago and lived with her brothers. Here, she worked as a manicurist in a barber shop. While working, she heard tales from World War I pilots. They described adventure, excitement and adrenaline. This intrigued Bessie, so she took a second job at a restaurant to save money in hopes to be a pilot. But at the time, women and African Americans weren't allowed into flight schools. The publisher of the Chicago Defender, Robert Abbott, encouraged her to get lessons abroad. He also backed her financially, as did banker Jesse Binga, after reading about her quest in the Defender. Before leaving the States, she took French lessons, and on November 20, 1920, she set off to Paris. In Paris, she learned to fly in a Newport 564 biplane. June 15, 1921, Bessie became the first African-American woman and first Native American to get a pilot license and an international license. For the rest of the summer, she was taught by a French ace pilot. In September, she sailed back to the US where she became a media sensation. Commercial flight was still a while off, so Bessie seen the only option to make money in this area was to be a barnstormer or stunt flyer. This meant doing very dangerous tricks in not so great planes. To do this, she needed a lot more lessons, and in Chicago, no one would teach her. So February 1922, she went back to Europe. For two months, she did an advanced course in flying in France. Then she went to the Netherlands where she met famous aircraft designer Anthony Fokker. From there she went to Germany, visited the Fokker Corporation, getting more training from the company's chief pilots. Finally she'd go back to the US to start her career. She would be called Queen Bess and was a very popular flyer for five years. She'd be invited to high-end important events and interviewed by newspapers. She was aspiring and admired by both African Americans and whites for what she accomplished. Her plane of choice was usually the JN4 Jenny. Her first appearance at a US air show was on September 3, 1922. The show would bill her as, quote, the world's greatest woman flyer, end quote. Six weeks later, she went back to Chicago and performed at the air show. 
She delivered an amazing show with figure eights, loops, dips, grind diving, all to a huge crowd of excited onlookers. The thrill she got from performing and the love from the crowd was just one part of Bessie's dream. Her main aim was to do something more. The press called her opportunistic. She quickly became a skilled and daring pilot who did any and all stunts, no matter the difficulty or risk. February 1923, in LA she broke her leg and three ribs when her plane stalled and crashed. She wanted to promote aviation and fight against racism. She spoke at length to crowds about her goals for African Americans in aviation. She would outright refuse to be in shows or events that wouldn't allow African Americans to attend. On April 30th, 1926, Bessie was in Florida. She had just bought a Jenny plane in Dallas. Her mechanic, William Willis, flew it from Dallas so he could prepare it for an air show. On the journey, he had to force land three times. When Bessie's family and friends were told about this, they begged her not to fly it, a plea Bessie ignored. Willis would take off with Bessie in the passenger seat. Her plan was to parachute jump the next day, so she wanted to have a look at what she was dealing with from the cockpit. Ten minutes into the flight, the plane started to dive. It began spinning at 3,000 feet. Bessie was thrown from the plane at 2,000 feet. She died instantly when she hit the ground. Willis tried his best to gain control back, but it was to no use. The plane was diving to the ground at such speeds, and he died on impact. When the plane hit the ground, it exploded and erupted in flames. After the fire was put out, the badly burnt plane was examined. Finding a wrench believed using a service had jammed the controls. Elizabeth Bessie Coleman was just 34 years old when she died. A funeral service was held in Florida and her body was returned to Chicago. Her death was widely covered in the African American press. 10,000 mourners attended ceremonies for her in Chicago, led by activist Ida Wells. And that is the story of Bessie Coleman. Hit that like button. If you're not subscribed, please get subscribed. And ring the hell out of that bell. Join me next time for the story of M.V. Wilhelm Gustloff, a German military ship which was sunk January 30th, 1945 by a Soviet submarine in the Baltic Sea while evacuating civilians. It is said to be the deadliest disaster at sea and overshoots the Titanic with 10,000 deaths. Until then, this was the good, the bad and the pure evil.